<clears throat> well, hey, good morning. It's uh, Tuesday, August 2nd, 2022. Tuesday, August 2nd, 2022. Slava Ukraine, Heroium Slava. Uh, PVTV, Political Views TV podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Uh, tell your friends to Google Political uh, Views TV podcast, those four words, and I'll show up right at the top of the search. Man, do I appreciate you very much. Thank you so much uh, for coming and listening to me. Uh, if you can, uh, bring someone with you today or tomorrow. Uh, tweet to me questions or insights or uh, come and fight with me. At Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. Um, let's start with uh, Ukraine. Uh, Kremlin spokespuppet Dmitry uh, Pesky-Peskov said there was little Russia could do to help with urgent repairs required uh, for the malfunctioning Nord Stream 1 gas pipeline equipment following further falls in Gazprom exports. I, in other words, if you open Nord Stream 2, maybe we could see fit to help you out, you know? I think Nord Stream 2 should be taken out by divers. Uh, then suddenly Russia would realize their equipment works fine. <laughs> A senior Turkish official said that uh, one vessel each day is expected to leave from Ukrainian ports to export grain as long as an agreement that ensures safe passage holds, uh, saying the plan is for a ship to leave every day if nothing goes wrong. Exports will be made via one ship a day for a while. Uh, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky has said that it was too soon to celebrate the uh, shipment of grain which left a port in Odessa yesterday. He said at this time, it's too early to draw any conclusions and make any forecasts. Let's wait and see how the agreement works and whether security will be really guaranteed. Uh, Turkey's representative at the uh, Joint Co uh, Coordination Center, the JCC, in Istanbul, has said that the first ship carrying Ukrainian grain to world markets since Russia's blockade was expected to anchor in Istanbul tonight, or I guess properly at Insta uh, Istanbul tonight, as opposed to in, because it wouldn't be in if it's at the shore. Uh, <clears throat> United States Secretary of State Anthony Blinken said Ukraine's Zaporizhia nuclear power plant was being used as a nuclear shield by Russian troops who established a base there. Uh, the Zaporizhia plant, which Russia was accused of uh, firing shells dangerously close uh, to it in March, was now a Russian military base used to fire on nearby Ukrainian forces. They're using it because they know Ukraine won't fire at it. So they use it as a base of operations, which somehow seems to be that that has to be some sort of a war crime, right? You're using a nuclear station to defend yourself. Uh, Blinken told reporters, of course, the Ukrainians cannot fire back lest there be a terrible accident involving the nuclear power plant. Uh, but, you know, I'm thinking those HIMARS missiles could take out the weapons they're using over there. I would think that. Uh, Ukraine's Deputy Foreign Affairs Minister, Mykola Tokchitsky, uh, 
said uh, robust joint actions are needed to prevent nuclear disaster and called for the international community to close the sky over Ukraine's nuclear power plants with air defense systems. Uh, Putin said there could be, and of course that would stop other nuclear power plants from uh, being seized by Russia, or any power plants for that matter. Um, Putin said there could be no winners in a nuclear war, and no such war should ever be started. We're surprised to hear that from Putin because he's been uh, saber-rattling for quite some time now. Uh, Along with the former president... Uh, what's his name? The crazy guy uh, in, in um, their their house, I suppose. Uh, in 1983, the movie War Games said the same thing. Wow. You know what? For, uh, 40th anniversary of War Games is coming up. Did you realize that? Uh, great movie to watch, but extremely dated because of the level of computers way back then, back in 83. It was like, you look at it and you're like, what is this guy talking? This is silly stuff. That's what you're saying. But, you know, they, they, they could modernize that with, uh, with graphics, I suppose. You know, computer graphics. They could change it up. Uh, Ukrainian presidential advisor Oleksiy uh, Arestovich uh, said about 22,000 Russian troops were preparing to advance on the cities of Krivyavri uh, and Mykolaiv. Uh, where a sufficiently large Ukrainian force lay in wait. Of course, he could have announced that because Ukrainian forces are short right now, but I don't know. I'm sure, I'm sure he wants to scare Russia away from invading. Uh, Yuri Sobolevsky, deputy head of the uh, former Kherson region, uh, Regional Council, said that in the southern Kherson region, which is mostly under Russian control, Ukrainian troops have liberated some uh, 50 towns. Uh, Sergei Heide, governor of uh, Luhansk region, which is uh, nearly uh, all under Russian control, said foreign fighters were arriving and the partisans uh, were destroying key infrastructure, including gas and water networks in battered Luhansk towns to slow Russian forces. Uh, in the Donetsk region, region, by the way, they're uh, evacuating uh, the rest of uh, Donetsk in, oh gosh, what town was that? I read it earlier this morning. I, I can't remember uh, because Russian forces have uh, gained more of a foothold in that area. Uh, the U.S. announced a new supply of weapons for Ukraine's forces worth $550 million, including ammunition for uh, rocket launchers and artillery guns. National Security Council spokesman John Kirby said the package will include more ammunition for uh, HIMARS, the High Mobility Advanced Rocket Systems, uh, as well as artillery uh, ammunition. Those are those, I, I, I suppose, the 155 millimeter shells. Or is it 152? Uh, one, the 152 or the 155 is Russian. I think the 152 is Russian. 155 is American. I, I believe. I could be wrong. Now that I have your attention, let's try and fix the world. Uh, and let's start with the, the big news. Obama took out Osama bin Laden and his vice president, now president, took out al-Qaeda leader, the one who replaced Osama bin Laden, Uh, Amin al-Zawari. This is a big deal. Uh, People were bitching and moaning about the Afghan pullout. One of the reasons, uh, because it would embolden terrorists. This proves the opposite, that the U.S. does not have to be embedded in a country to take out a terrorist. This was a 
very precise drone strike. And I have to ask, how could you possibly fire two Hellfire missiles and not hit anyone but the target in a house that is crazy accurate. There's a lot of other people in the house. None of them were killed. Only Zawari, uh, Z- Zawahari, Zawa, uh, Zawahiri was, uh, and he was the uh, uh, key arch- architect, by the way, behind uh, multiple assaults on the U.S. and was deeply involved in the planning of the uh, September 11th uh, attacks. Uh, Biden said from the Blue Room balcony, people around the world no longer need to fear the vicious and determined, uh, this vicious and determined killer. Uh, the United States continues to demonstrate our resolve and our capacity to defend the American people against those who seek to do us harm. Uh, even Egypt would be happy about this death. Uh, Zawahiri Zawahari Zawahiri was imprisoned for his involvement in the 1981 assassination of Egyptian President Anwar Sadat. This after Sadat made peace with Israel. That peace has lasted 40 years, longer than Zawahari's uh, 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 life. Uh, The attacks against the U.S. and its facilities began shortly after bin Laden and Zawahari's fatwa uh, with the suicide bombings of U.S. embassies in Kenya and Tanzania that killed more than 200 people and wounded more than 5,000 others. Uh, Fatwa is like uh, they had an agreement that um, Muslim law required them to attack the U.S., I think, something like that. It was some sort of weird, weird fatwa. Uh, And, and of course, then there were the attacks on the U.S. coal in Yemen in October 2000 when suicide bombers uh, on a dinghy detonated their boat, killing 17 Americans and uh, injuring uh, 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 um, 39 other sailors. Uh, The culmination of Zahiri's uh, terror plot came on September 11th, of course, 2001, Zawahiri became al-Qaeda's leader after U.S. forces killed bin Laden in, two, uh, in 2011 under the Obama administration. Uh, according to uh, the official, a, uh, uh, from the uh, American official, a precise tailored airstrike using two Hellfire missiles was conducted at 9.48 p.m. Eastern Time on Saturday, July 30th, 6.18 a.m. Kabul time via unmanned airstrike and was authorized by Biden. And this was after weeks and weeks. But apparently Biden knew that he was there for, uh, uh, the, the administration knew he was there for weeks at that home. Uh, and I guess they were watching him to figure out how to do it without killing other people because there were other family in the home. Uh, Pelosi is expect. oh, by the way, there was a, how many... What was it, like $15 million? Um, I wonder if somebody collected that $15 million for giving him up because that was the uh, reward by the U.S. I wonder if that got paid out. Pelosi is expected in Taiwan today. Of course, they are 15 hours ahead, so it may be tomorrow when you hear about this, and she's already there. Um, China warned the U.S. The U.S. side will bear the responsibility and pay the price for undermining China's sovereign security interests. That, according to Foreign Ministry uh, spokesman, uh, spokeswoman Hu uh, Wa Junjing, 
Chunying. Uh, U.S. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan said on NBC's Today that China should think very carefully about escalating the situation and warn the U.S. would do whatever was necessary to protect its interests. A lot of interests in Taiwan, where the chip makers are currently. According to Taiwanese media, armed forces stationed on the Western Islands have entered combat-ready phases, uh, phase two as tensions simmer over Nancy Pelosi's visit to the island. Um, the uh, U.S. Uh, yesterday de- uh, decried China's rhetoric, saying the U.S. has no interest in deepening tensions with China and will not take the bait or engage in saber-rattling. Of course, they did do a little bit of saber-rattling recently. Uh, Pelosi has been a longtime critic of the Chinese Communist government and its human rights abuses. I guess that's what China hates most about it. Uh, You might be shocked to know many Republicans support Pelosi going to Taiwan. But if this goes south, you can bet they'll be lining up with I told you so's. (laughs) Uh, Kremlin spokespuppet. Uh, Dmitry Pesky Peskov said, We cannot say for sure right now whether she will or will not get there, but everything about this tour and the possible visit to Taiwan is purely provocative. Uh, Maria Zakharova, Russia's foreign ministry spokeswoman, said the expected visit was a provocative attempt by Washington to pile pressure on China. She said the U.S. is a state provocateur. Russia confirms the principle of one China and opposes the independence of the island in any form. I, gee, what a shock. A country that invaded another country that at some point in history was part of it, uh, was part of it, has no problem with some other country invading another country that at some point in history was part of it. I, gee, are you shocked about that? Hmm. So, buying democracy. Yeah. Uh, how do you do it? I've always said the, mo- uh, the most important political races are governor and secretary of state because those two positions are what decide future elections. A new report from the Brennan Center for Justice found that across six battleground states with secretary of state elections in 2022, fundraising by candidates continues to outpace recent elections. That far-right, uh, uh, that far-right dark money groups and donors are pouring millions into Secretary of State races across the U.S. this election cycle, far outpacing such uh, uh, giving in uh, previous years. Now, why would someone pay millions for a job that pays a couple hundred thousand? Of course, because that job's entire has to do with setting up elections and running elections. And as they say, uh, those who vote do not count when those who count the votes, with those who count the votes. Um, Overall, or something like that. Overall, uh, and based on uh, most recent filings, the report found candidates in Georgia, Michigan, Minnesota, Arizona, Nevada, and Wisconsin have raised $16.3 million thus far, more than double 2018. Uh, the report says across all six states, 12 election denial candidates have together raised $7.3 million. That's less than the $8.1 million collected uh, altogether by the 10 candidates 
uh, who have taken a stance against election denial, most of which was raised by incumbents who have an inherent, of course, they have a a fundraising advantage. Uh, Without incumbents, the six remaining opponents of election denial have together raised only $4 million, as opposed to the $7.3 million for uh, election denial uh, uh, believers. Uh, According to the report, uh, prominent election deniers have attracted large donations, often the legal maximum, from donors who are active in multiple states. Now, this is weird. I mean, they're, they're, they're sending money to Secretary of State's they are not a state in. Isn't that interesting? Several prominent donors have ties to the January 6th insurrection and other challenges to the 2020 election result, including including former Overstock CEO, Overstock CEO Patrick Byrne, construction software CEO Michael Ryden, and packing supplies magnate Richard Uling. Most of the donors are we identified had not given to Secretary of State candidates before the election, like ever in the past. The Brennan Center found at least $8.8 million in outside spending from super PACs and dark money groups targeted Secretary of State races with $5.6 million in Arizona alone. Isn't that something? So, a lot of elections are happening today. Uh, It should be an indication of Trump's power, uh, depending on what happens today. Uh, Kansans uh, will also vote on whether to approve a state constitutional amendment saying there is no right to an abortion in the state, which would completely change their current state constitution. Uh, Voters in Arizona, Kansas, Michigan, Missouri, and Washington are heading to the polls today. Uh, Watch the Secretary of State battle in Arizona on the Democratic side. Uh, Arizona Secretary of State Katie Hobbs has been seen as the favorite. Uh, also in the Senate map, who will face Arizona Democratic Senator Mark Kelly in what will be one of the most competitive Senate races this cycle? Mark Kelly is a right-wing Democrat in a purple state. In Missouri, voters will pick from a crowded field of Republican candidates vying to replace retiring GOP Senator Roy Blunt, including disgraced former government uh, Governor Eric Greitens, uh, State Attorney General Eric Schmidt, and uh, Re- Representative Vicki Hartzler. By the way, in, in that, um, uh, Trump said between Eric Greitens and uh, Eric Schmidt, he said he supports Eric. <laughs> and when asked to clarify, he said that is clarified. <laughs> Basically, that's what they said. They didn't. They didn't know who to pick between the two right-wing sociopaths. Um, and, and I think that the problem is, is they want, uh, is it, is it, um, Schmidt? Uh, one of them, one of them is being investigated for something. And I think they want that one, but they know that if he, if he gets, uh, um, uh, sent up, uh, uh, for the November election, that he might lose it because of this investigation. So I think that's why why that's happening. Uh, the Republican Senate primary in Arizona has come down to two candidates, Blake Masters, uh, the Peter Thiel protege who secured Trump's endorsement in June, and Jim Lamont, a solar power executive who has put at least 14 million of his own funds into the race. 
Uh, voters in Washington State will also advance two candidates from their all-party primary system. Republican challenger Tiffany Smiley is the only well-funded GOP candidate on the ballot against Democratic Senator uh, Patty uh, Murray. A big gubernatorial uh, primary comes up in Michigan where Republicans are searching for their uh, nominee to face off against uh, Democratic Governor uh, Gretchen Whitmer, who the Republicans really want to get her out. Um, and, and that one, by the way, was the race where several Republican candidates were booted for election fraud and another contender in the crowded field was arrested by the FBI for his alleged participation participation in the January 6th insurrection. <laughs> Man, the people that are running on the Republican side this, this uh, uh, 2022 is insane. Uh, there's a lot more to watch. Uh, that I'm not getting into. I mean, I could go on for another half an hour. Uh, There's a great Politico article. Uh, They have a great article on the races. Uh, You can read about it at Politico. Okay. California and Illinois have uh, been the first states after New York to declare a state of emergency over monkeypox. California had more than 800 cases today, and Illinois had more than 500. Uh, While the WHO, WHO you ask? The World Health Organization, that's who, uh, has declared the monkeypox outbreak a public health emergency of international concern. The Biden administration has not issued a nationwide public health emergency uh, declaration as of yet. Uh, California's move allows emergency medical services personnel throughout the state to administer uh, FDA-approved monkeypox vac- vaccines, uh, expanding the pool of people able to inoculate residents against the virus. But California still, uh, just like um, uh, any other state, uh, they have limited supply, so it doesn't matter how many are doing it if they don't have enough to do it. Um, other than that, other than, other than that, the, the uh, uh, McKinney fire in uh, Northern California still not contained at all. They may be starting containment, and it's really bad. Uh, we're supposed to have some rain, uh, which could help. However, the rain might come with lightning strikes, which could hinder. But hopefully the rain uh, will outweigh the lightning strikes. Uh, that's it. Thanks for listening. I, I do I do appreciate you. I get up rather early. I, I really do. I, I get up rather early and... and uh, work really hard. I, I start looking at the news, uh, at, 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 at no later usually than about 4 AM. Um, I really appreciate you. Uh, it's Tuesday, August 2nd, 2022, Tuesday, August 2nd, 2022. Uh, like I said, I, I truly appreciate you. It's very nice of you to come, uh, bring some with you today or tomorrow. If you could, uh, it's uh, PVTV, political views, TV podcast. Uh, those four words, that's what you Google to find me. I'll show up right at the top of the search. Uh, you can tweet to me questions, insights, or maybe come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. Uh, I got a, li- a lot of likes yesterday with something I said about um, uh, about Nichelle Nichols, her, her, my favorite scene with her when she uh, slapped the hell out of, uh, um, uh, out of uh, Sulu. <laughs> her character slapped the hell out of Sulu. That was really good. I'm uh, getting a lot of response from that, but you can you can visit me for any reason. Um, tweet to me questions, insights, or fights. Like I said, at Cyberclops, and remember, always remember, government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget it. 
I'm Peter Lawrence, reporting from Los Angeles.